Hey fans, welcome to Sideline Attraction. I'm your host, Taylor Ahrens, and this is a no-level playing field because I'm calling the shots on these interviews and nothing is off limits. So step up to the plate, it's game on. Hey y'all, welcome to Sideline Attraction. I'm super stoked about this episode because my guest is the photographer for the Houston Texans. I got to work with him all four years I was on the team, and we even went on a USO tour together in the Middle East. We went to Djibouti, Africa, Qatar, and Abu Dhabi. Such an incredible experience. You'll hear more details in the podcast. He also took my first ever photo as a Houston Texans cheerleader back in 2018 when I first ever took the field. So I thanked him for that. And I'll put that photo of me on my socials for you guys to see. He is so talented. His story is so cool. You'll get to see how he evolved and how he really chased his opportunity. And you'll get to hear more details about it. So stepping onto the sidelines is Zach Tarrant. Appreciate you. Oh, appreciate you. This is this is so fun. It's nice to be able to chat a little bit. Absolutely. Well, did yeah. you know you took my first ever picture of me as a Texans cheerleader, and it's still to my yeah, really my favorite picture. <laughs> well, I appreciate it to you. It's like one with me pushing my hand up, and it's just okay, so good. But it's I feel like it was just like such an influential moment in my life, and I will always remember that moment forever. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, that's that's so nice of you to say. Yeah, I you know I try to try to get everybody photographed on game day. You know, between staff and cheerleaders and players and coaches, um, you know, there's always there's always at least one customer that's disappointed uh, after game day. But I do my best to try to get everybody. But luckily, I have you know tons of good help on game day. You know, I've got this badass team of just awesome shooters, awesome freelance photographers that helped me on game day. But, but it's nice. I mean, that's, that's all I ever want. You know, if, if somebody appreciates the picture, that's, that's the best feeling, you know, that's all I ever want. So thanks for saying that. Oh yeah, of course. It's such a great picture. And I feel like you are just one guy and there's so many things going on in a game. It's hard oh to gosh. be. <laughs> and then you have all your equipment, you're running back and forth. So yeah. I mean, the fact that you get so many pictures. Well, how many pictures do you usually take within a game? Yeah, uh, overshooting is actually a big problem in my game. Uh, I have a major problem with taking too many pictures every game day to the extent that like before the game starts, I intentionally change my settings down to like a slower frame rate, sometimes to like, single shot so i don't even have like uh hold the button down burst mode turned on before the game starts just to try to keep that overall click count down but yeah i mean it is nothing for me to take 10 to fifteen thousand pictures for home games um and and the big problem with that is it just takes forever to go through them after the game yeah the turnaround is so quick how long does it take you to sort through the 1,500, 2,000 photos. 15,000. 15,000. 1,500, yeah. Um, a lot different than 1,500. 15,000. Yeah, oh, it takes okay, a whole so day. Okay, so how long does it take you to it get through It takes a solid day. It's brutal. It's brutal. Um, I've gotten pretty fast at it. And there are ways to like mark your selects in camera. And I do that a little bit too. But I have found that so often, you know, as you're working, as you're shooting, I, I try really hard to eliminate distraction. So the more you've got the back of that camera 
up to your face and you're looking at stuff and you're clicking through stuff, you're you're missing it. You're missing the next shot, right? So I try to just only focus on shooting as much as possible. So that means after the game, um, I gotta I want to look at every single picture, full res, full screen on my big, nice, expensive monitor at my desk, and that's what you know allows me to see like what really is sharp, what really looks good. And so often, you know, you find those those hidden gems when you're going through the full take that I would I would never have marked them in the camera during the game. Um, so I have just found that if I have I have made it so I have time to do it the way that I want to do it, the way that I think is the right way to do it. But I'm afforded with that luxury. There's a lot of photographers down there on game day that they do not have that time to be able to do that. You know, they they got to turn stuff around. They're shooting another game the next day. They have to upload to Getty. They have to upload to AP. They, ha- you know, newspaper photographers have deadlines for print. So um, I have a luxury that I have a couple of days that I can really sift through this stuff and find this stuff. But um, I feel like it's kind of part of my job to take advantage of of that opportunity that I have. So that's so nice that you do have a longer time to get those photos in because you know, like yeah. sometimes I see photographers that during halftime are in the back trying to get all their first half photos submitted just for oh, yeah. And that's like it's such a grind, but like I love how all your photos are just so distinct. There's like a certain look about your photos that I always know that it they're yours. And I don't, it's just like the way they're edited, the way you take them. It's just so cool. It's like, is that what you try to do? Like yours are like a distinct look. Do you try to keep the same like kind of theme throughout? No, I I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think I have tried to be conscious about developing a personal style through the years. Um, and it, and it sort of changes and evolves and I think that's normal and okay. It's good to be stoked on a specific kind of picture at one point, and then it's okay to move on from it. And it's okay to say, I'm tired of taking that kind of picture. I don't want to make that kind of picture. Um, and I think, you know, you, you should be intentional and you should be thoughtful about personal style, but I think it's also important not to to push it. You know, you can't, I think if you are intentionally overworking a gimmick and touting that as your personal style, I think a lot of real ones out there can see through that. Um, and so that is something that I have had to work through in the past um, and sort of, you know, you got to get over the gimmicks. It's okay to have a gimmick and it's okay to leverage gimmicks. I still do every game, but I think less is more on that stuff because nothing is ever going to be just a really good straight regular picture. Um, One thing I've really worked hard on in recent years is try to get wider, use wider angles, show more context in the picture, but still make it very easily visually readable. That's one of the challenges that I'm working against on game day on the sideline all the time. There is so much visual noise around the subject and everything all the time. So how do you incorporate those visual elements and that noise where it adds to the image and doesn't distract because there is a very I mean it's it's brutal I mean it is so easy to get wide and show context and it just looks like a mess it doesn't look nice Mm -hmm. so how do you get enough context but still 
still make it look nice and still make it very easy to read. And another thing I like about context and wider shots is I think those pictures aged in a really nice, interesting way. I think as time goes on, you want to see what the stadium looked like a decade ago, two decades ago. You can see how the people were dressed. You want to see all the little changes. Um, I think that context just ages really well in a really nice way. So that's another reason I've tried to be sort of thoughtful and intentional on that kind of stuff. I like that a lot. Just like the little details. Cause like you said, like it changes our world changes and just looking back at those photos, it'll be so cool to just remember it, how it was back then. And you're able to get like a wider angle and the shot of it. So you can really see all those details. And another thing I feel like in your industry and well, my being a sports broadcaster as well, like you have to go into a game with like no expectations because you don't really know what's going to happen. It's a lot of improving and you just like, whatever happens in the game is what happens. And you just got to live with it because you can't predict sports. <laughs> it's so I, exciting. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. And that's, that's awesome that you're already kind of there and you already kind of realize that. I think it took me a lot longer to accept that and realize that, you know, you, you want to have a great game every game, um, but you just kind of got to let the game come to you. You know, that's that's one thing that one of my guys told me back in the day. Um, you know, there's a certain level of effort that you can put forth to create great images, but the really, really good ones, you just, you got to let them unfold in front of you. And hopefully, you know, the real skill is being ready to capture those moments when they do happen, right? It's really easy for a game to kind of rock you to sleep, you know, mm -hmm. if it's a slower game, and then maybe you're not ready when that special thing happens out of nowhere. So I think that's a big part of the skill of what I do is, is just sort of being ready for the moment, constantly checking your gear, check, you know, check the battery or the settings, right? You're running around, settings get bumped, you know, just checking all that stuff all the time, staying engaged and just having that, that focus and energy is what's going to allow you to do a good job when the moment does come. And yeah, there's like, there's like bad, boring games and nothing happens and you walk away and you're like, dang, I didn't really, I didn't really get much this week. That used to really bum me out back in the day. But I think now um, I can accept that a little bit more. You know, there's just there's a couple stinkers every season and and that's OK. And, and and you'll get them next time. You know, not every you're not going to win the Pulitzer every single week. Right. Like you got to. It's OK. Yeah, it's like <laughs> literally they won't win the football game every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, well, let's back it up okay. to where, how you got your training, where are you originally from? Okay. Um, yeah, so I grew up just east of Kansas City on the Missouri side in a little town called Odessa. So, um, you know, grew up playing football and baseball, wasn't really good at, wasn't very good at either. Um, I was a musician, loved to play the drums, didn't really take any visual arts classes of any kind in high school. Uh, you know, you kind of got to pick your one elective or whatever. And that was, that was band. That was music for me. Um, and really wasn't exposed to visual art until I went to college. I started at Oklahoma state and I had a couple of film studies classes that I absolutely loved during my time there. And I think that's really what 
got the ball rolling for me for visual arts. Um, it really just made me think about um, the image in a, in a different way. And I had done some photography as a hobby for a long time, but taking those film studies classes, uh, I don't know, I just slowly but surely started really getting into photography. And through my journalism classes, I was really around the school newspaper a lot. And they needed a photographer. And I was like, hey, man, I take some pictures. I could probably do this. I mean, I would kill to have the portfolio that I submitted for that first uh, Daily O Collegian job in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It was probably horrible and hilarious. I know it was. I, I really wish I still had it. Um, I had no clue what I was doing, but I really just loved it immediately. And I was getting positive feedback immediately. And I sort of realized that I was good at this in a way that I was just not good at other things. Um, it was it was not a struggle. It did not feel like work. Uh, and I really kind of felt like I had found my thing. So I'm shooting football games and sports and super boring, ugly, horrible lighting, city council meetings. You know, they were giving me gear and sending me out on these little assignments. And I just loved it, man. Ended up transferring to Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia. Um, there was no photography really happening in Stillwater, so I knew I had to go somewhere else to really, you know, dig into to sort of my newfound sort of calling. Um, so got a Bachelor of Fine Arts from Savannah, had a blast there, loved it there, but still didn't really know what I wanted to do. Right. Got a couple of internships, uh, interned for Joel Meyerowitz. He's kind of a pioneer. He's he's the kind of guy that you learn about in your photography history classes in art school. Was really lucky to intern for him. Again, like still at this point, I mean, I've graduated and I still have no clue what I'm doing, but but I'm trying, you know, and I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing and you know, worked on the Upper West Side of Manhattan at his studio, lived in Jersey City, uh taking the PATH train, you know, every day to work just you know, brutal, you know, like really, really out of my comfort zone. And then got another internship at an art gallery in West Texas in a town called Marfa. Um, Marfa is home to Donald Judd's foundation, and he has a lot of permanent art as installations there. And I had really liked Donald Judd's minimalist sculpture in my art history classes at SCAD. So that was definitely a place for me. I like small towns. I'm from a small town. That was much more my speed, much more my comfort zone. And I loved it there. You know, I was, you know, just kind of experiencing the town, getting to know other interns at different institutions there in town. And it was a really awesome experience. That's fun. Um, yeah. So we're able to jump from Manhattan to like West Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It was uh it was the change I needed. I don't know. I was just, I was just trying stuff. I was just trying stuff. And, you know, I get, I get folks that reach out to me from time to time, trying to figure out career advice, how to make this whole thing work. And I think where a lot of people are maybe getting it wrong that reach out to me, you know, they want some sort of master plan. And I think that's cool. You know, kids, there's more information out, out there right now. Um, it's really easy to do some Googling and do some you know, reaching out on Instagram and whatnot um, and come up with a master plan. And that's probably a lot more efficient, but that, that just wasn't my experience, but I was actively engaging, right? Just trying stuff. 
And I think that if you just follow your nose and follow your gut and do stuff that's interesting to you, and if something doesn't work, you know, especially early on saying, you know, I tried this, it's not for me, no problem, on to the next thing. I think I think that's a lot better way to go about it. I agree. I mean, you try something at least once. The worst thing try stuff. is you don't like it and you move on. Like, <laughs> you tried exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that's another thing that I can relate with you. Like, I've just tried so 